0: Welcome, Welcome to, to the Habitat chat Habit chat Podcast. My name is Nathan, and I'm Kaylin, and, and we're, we're two guys, guys having a chat, chat about, about our habitat. Yahoo!
1: Hey Nathan. Hey, Lynn. do you know where milk comes from? I don't know. From a milk carton. <sighs> Stay tuned to find out. And we're live. And live? we are. We're just oh. recording.
0: Um, I mean, there's a red light. There's a red light involved.
1: I mean, we're live right now. We
0: are alive.
1: <laughs> yes, we are a live. But are we live? We
0: are. <laughs> we are two lives. <laughs> oh my God. I just got that a live. It's like a life, one life.
1: Oh what!
0: No, alive. I'm alive. I'm a life. I'm nah. no Oh, can't
1: be that simple.
0: No. Did you just debunk be. that?
1: That's... Did you just debunk the English yeah, language? I think I, I.
0: Did you just debunk just everything? Broke the English language. <laughs> So some scholars are just like, oh my god, he's figured it out! It's not that complicated.
1: <laughs> There's just like an English lit student at like a chalkboard. They're like, oh my god, this person's just figured it out! <laughs> what? <laughs> big big equation on the chalkboard. <laughs> uh, they, they're
0: cool, all rolling their eyes at us.
1: Yeah. How are you, Nathan? I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
0: I am also good. I am. I'm, good. I'm and sick of ice but I am good.
1: Yeah, same here. I am hmm. over it. I am ready yeah. ready to go out, outside.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've started, I got into a really bad habit of just wearing lazy clothes and then not really putting any effort in because I wasn't going out of the house. So I was just like, get up, put some lazy clothes on or have a shower, put some lazy clothes on, go to Work in inverted commas. You know, go to my study and start working. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I need to start doing more self care because that gives me purpose. Yeah, it sounds really weird, but I think it's because I've been doing it my whole life, and then as soon as you stop doing it and you start shaking that up, it's like, oh, I feel a bit weird. I feel yeah, real really strange. Yeah, that's yeah. Do it's you feel inter- the same?
1: Yeah, definitely. It, it's it's interesting to sort of become aware of like when your routine gets um shaken up like this how much it affects everything else in your life like psychologically mm. and it's like we have these routines in place and almost like rituals to get us in that zone of like working and i suppose like that place of work is that mental space that we go into
0: yeah you know what i mean yeah so- i suppose it's like that mental prep that those day your daily routine is like yeah. your mental prep into your day. Yeah. Working. And yeah. Anyway, so I started actually putting on proper clothes and
1: oh, doing I'm g- some I'm glad. I'm glad you're like, wearing proper clothes. Some now. routines.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, there's actually pants on below this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, just to clarify, there is pants being worn in this.
0: There is pants. There is pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one bought some new clothes soon as um clothes shopping. Was allowed i was like okay i need new pants because i have none left they all have holes in them so off i go so i went and did it and i feel good i feel good about myself now and now i'm just this just made me more keen for iso life to end though
1: yeah mm. amen brother so what's, yes. what's the topic for today? What are we talking about today? Mike? Yeah,
0: the the podcast, the thing why we're here. <laughs> let's talk about that, shall we?
1: Let's dive in. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's do it. Head first. No, so we are talking about um, farming and the future of farming.
1: Oh, love it.
0: Yes, yes. So, um, so what does the as future you know, of farming we,
1: have in store for us?
0: Mm, that is that is the big question Mm. what has food got in store for us Mm. uh with this ever-changing natural environment of ours Mm. with this climate change so that is what i've had a little look at this is one of my uh one of my deep passions farming and growing food i mean you have known me for five years four or five years about now. that
1: yeah yeah and i'd yeah. say you're yeah. yeah that's one of the things i'd say about you you're very keen yeah. on farming
0: yeah <laughs> i remember our, I think our first conversation was about your plants yeah. on the balcony. yeah where you were living at that time and i was giving you some advice
1: <laughs> yeah i did think it was very what a inconspic- loser
0: going <laughs> <laughs> i did think it was very inconspicuous
1: party. that you had a bit of wheat straw coming out of your mouth i was like oh there's, something, the, the straw there's something very the straw perplexing heart, yeah. about this character also the checkered
0: shirt and the overalls like, yes yeah that i think
1: that gave it away as well
0: and my hick accent <laughs> i don't know why i went to an american farmer then but anyway i don't just even the, know if that is an american farmer just to stroke or the stereotype accent, i suppose yeah yeah exactly damn this westernized culture <laughs> No, anyway. So uh as we know that at the moment we have we're still operating off what is called traditional farming. Okay. So traditional farming um is more or less what drove our society to become as established as it is today. So we were cavemen and then the next step was to start becoming agricultural men per se, men and women, you know, people. Yep. Um and that is what started developing our society into what it is today because then we started creating places to be able to sell the food a market um, or trade and barter the food a market and then that started growing other businesses and well that was essentially created business and Mm -hmm. currency Um, and then the long and short of it is we can thank food for basically, well, farming in general and agriculture in general for uh, the way we function today. Oh, wow. That was a stepping stone. Yeah. Okay. So obviously with human evolution, agriculture has become really critical with our development. But where where are we now and where do we stand now? And that's the big question that's being asked currently because we have a ever growing population and although traditional farming practices were sustainable before, because we had the tools and the resources to be able to sustain the crops. Uh, what does that mean now? Because we have a larger population than ever before.
1: Mm.
0: We have, uh, climate change at our doorstep or, you know, entering the door, I suppose. Mm. Climate change is here. Yeah. Anyway, and we're starting to see these shifts and these changes in an unpredictable nature, uh, unpredictable nature in, um, uh, I forgot the word, weather, basically. Um, but yeah, so farmers have depended on um, more or less a cycle and a prediction of being able to grow food and a uh, prediction of how things are, what the weather's doing, so then they can um say, hey, okay, it's doing this, it's gonna do this, it's gonna it's gonna rain in December and it's gonna be dry in January. Um but now we don't know because it's starting to change. We're starting to see these shifts in patterns and uh we're losing more and more food, basically, right. that's being grown. We're losing more crops. Right. Yep. Um so, yeah, look, uh, excuse the ASMR. You're going to hear some paper, everybody.
1: Ooh. <laughs> so
0: satisfying. <laughs> so satisfying. Okay. Um, no, I was just getting my notes. So, okay. So uh, basically, we need to, to understand how how we can change how we grow food. We need to understand how food grows. Okay. And obviously, traditional farming understands this. But it uses the natural environment. So the very the absolute basics that you need is soil, seed, sunshine, and water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so S S S W. There you go. Okay.
1: And then. And this. Sorry, then you need. This is just taking into yep. account um, uh, plant farming. This is a.
0: Plant farming. Yep. Yes, we're just taking into account plant farming okay. at this at this point in time. Yep. And for the majority of this. Uh, episode hmm. but there i will touch on meat farming um yep. towards the end yeah yeah um okay so then you need uh the natural that you know um as evolution has created you need pollination through bees and insects you need microorganisms to be able to support the plant growth underneath the soil uh, and then you need um manure or fertilizer to be able to create nutrients in the soil it's like that cycle yeah. coming back so basically the plant is grown we eat it we poop it out it turns into soil the plant is grown we eat it we poop it out it turns into soil gotcha. so uh it's like basically the circle of life
1: yep. i'm assuming that was a reference to <laughs> the lion king maybe or the lion king, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i nailed it too. Yeah. okay <laughs> Uh, But the thing is, is we have constraints of traditional farming and that's our environment. So traditional farming requires a paddock. You sow your seed, you create your crop and you're dependent on the natural environment because that is where it's being grown in. Mm. Uh, So we can see recent studies have shown that climate change has reduced production of crops by 25%. That's a full quarter. Oh, wow. Um, and pests, the UN, um, suspect that pests, so, uh, things that eat, whatever eats that thing that you're growing. So pests actually contribute to 20 to 30% of, um, crop loss as well.
1: Oh, okay. So the less, yeah, less likely there's going to be organic farms because yeah, the use of pesticides isn't necessary. And are those two... are those two sort of like correlated in some way or another like the um uh the effects of climate change in crop production and um the increase in pest um sort of uh cultivation and and um, uh, destruction of crops
0: yeah look in short i don't know that's a really good question yeah. if anyone has that answer that would be fantastic if you can share that uh, with us
1: yeah i'm wondering um, if those two but, are things are cor- correlated
0: yeah but i i do know um i could probably say that you know we have more extreme weather events mm. so with climate change so that can create for instance pooling of water like with floods or with um torrential downpours we have pooling of water for a longer period of time which can create uh, the perfect habitat for in- particular insects to grow mm. or grasses to grow that then support insects to grow, such as grasshoppers, uh, that can then jump on and eat a, eat a crop. So we start seeing plagues. Uh, so, in short, I don't know, but I predict yes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but there are, there is really, it's really interesting, which I'll get to later, but uh, it's mainly what's affecting our farming and our use of, um, pesticides is the demand and, um, the way we operate within society. Okay. So, yeah, I'll get to that. But, um, basically what we know also with traditional farming is that we require land to be able to do it, a two-dimensional plane of land Mm -hmm. to be able to produce, you know, the food that we need to produce. And at the moment, um, we can see a lot of loss of habitat, such as rainforest, the Amazon for, for one, um, being destroyed because we're needing more agricultural land. Okay. So, uh, the reason why we need more agricultural land is because we have a population currently of, um, about 7.7 billion people. And it's expected to grow by 20 to 2050. In 2050, it's expected to grow by 9 billion people. Wow. Uh, not by 9 billion, to 9 billion. To 9 sorry.
1: billion, yeah. Believe- <laughs> yeah, not
0: an extra 9 billion.
1: <laughs> yeah. I believe I shared yeah, that's yeah, a, a similar tragic. stat in that previous episode about um, big data. It's, yeah, by by 2050, it's like the 60, 60, 60 or so percent um, population growth. So, yeah, that, that 9 billion yeah. mark
0: yeah yep yep so um obviously with the population growth that means that we're going to have more loss of habitat we can already see the dramatic effects that loss of habitat is having yep uh namely climate change Uh, so it's really important that we start reassessing how we farm because Hmm. it's it's pretty obvious that we can't farm in a traditional manner anymore because we have too many mouths to feed plain and simple mm. and um it's just not sustainable
1: so to sort of like distill it down it's population growth times required land like amount of land needed That's right. to to feed those yep. mouths and, and i suppose um grow the grow the food to feed that population yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right, and and on the flip side, you've got uh, climate change already. This, you know, this is causing, contributing to climate change, and then climate change is creating unideal conditions for plants to grow, which is reducing production by twenty five percent. So then we need to harvest more land uh, uh-huh. to produce more food, which is then going to increase the effects of climate change. Right. Reducing production even more, so it's like catch twenty two yeah you, you do one, it's going to have an equal and opposite effect on another um,
1: gotcha, like to, sort yeah. of to make up for that lost um economy, I suppose like that twenty five percent needs to be taken into accounted for, therefore they need to grow x amount more to make up for that,
0: yeah, that's right, yeah, and okay. and we have a growing population as yeah. well, so you got to add that into the into the mix as well, yeah humans man we are just complicated machines yeah it sounds like um yeah which is what brings me on to my next constraint of traditional farming and that is supply chain so as i broke it down for you in the beginning of this episode we had the farmer and then went to the market and sold their goods right and in today's society that's developed into we have a, a supermarket And that supermarket isn't owned by the farmer, it's owned by somebody else. Mm. And they buy the food from the farmer and then they sell the food to the consumer, you and I. Yep. Yep. So, more ASMR. (laughs) So, an alternative, one alternative method that I'm going to discuss today uh, with farming is something called CSA farming, which is community-supported...
1: Agriculture. Ah, okay. What's okay. that?
0: So, it basically, it cuts out the middleman. So, we have the farmer that goes directly to the supplier. Okay. Uh, sorry, directly to the consumer, not the supplier. Right, right. So, okay. from so farm to plate. Basically, yeah, exactly. A lot of restaurants, um, you know, high-end particularly, already do this kind of practice but the difference is is these farms operate purely on a CSA system.
1: Hmm.
0: So it's essentially like owning a having like a membership to a farm.
1: Okay, it's just, like a gym membership.
0: Yeah. Like a yeah, like a gym membership but to a farm. But the just thing looking, is you're having a subscription. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Crunch. <laughs> um uh yeah but the different one of the major difference being that um the the, you're you're buying the food the goods directly from the farmer so you're not buying a plot of land where you then go and um you know go and grow your food you're you're buying the products that the farmer is producing for you right so it's essentially like, it's almost like getting a box of food delivered every week, but it's mm. straight from the farmer. It's not from a, from a supplier.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask about like the logistics of that, like how, because farms are typically located, you know, nowhere near the, or like the, the typical model of like what we perceive as a farm, big plot of land is not anywhere near a, you know, dense urban city. Right. So it's usually yeah, that's in the it. rural areas. That's right. right. Yeah. And,
0: then- and um, which is just to do with, you know, building density. Yeah. Purely and simply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the reason why this is good is because supermarkets, they're a business based on selling a product mm-hmm. and they are based on selling the best product to the consumer because the consumer is going to, buy the best product Hmm. so that's what their focus is is they can get more money basically if they sell the best looking product to get the best looking product uh food wise you start to favor size um, and the look of the food
1: Hmm.
0: so the way traditional farming works is you start to get this um the supermarkets start to have a monopoly on the food because they're the farmer is dependent upon the the supermarket to sell their product Mm. um but then because they have the monopoly then the farmer is at um at the at the will of the supermarket and what the supermarket says the farmer has to pretty much produce and in order for farmers to produce big um you know good looking products they need to start intervening And to do that, that's when you start getting um, pesticides and extra fertilizer. uh, Things that start to actually hurt the earth um, Mm. that the food is being grown on, or to produce a better looking product that's not necessarily any better for us. It's probably actually worse for us.
1: Mm. Right. Um, Yeah, because we're, yeah, as as the consumer, like it's all about the look of the thing. Like we want to make sure it's high quality product you know there's no defects um it's almost like a cosmetic you know apple or something it has to look perfect for us to buy it yeah yeah and yeah
0: exactly kind of eat with your eyes type of scenario yeah again yeah that's what um you know a lot of famous chefs say but Mm. it, it really does come down to that um so basically uh then you're left with a situation where the farmer has produced all this food, but only X amount gets selected and taken, hmm. and the rest of it goes to waste because the rest of it hasn't met the criteria of what looks good.
1: So that's a real problem. Right. So, more food wastage. Right? Yeah. If there's one thing that you've got to think really about grinds the... my gears is food waste, food wastage. It's just, I don't know, there's something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the idea that like we have this abundance of, you know, food, and we just sort of like willingly, just or needlessly throw it away. Like, mm. yeah, it. It's yeah, no, really I hundred percent agree with you.
0: Yeah, and what what really, what grinds my gears about food waste is the energy that's gone into creating that wholesome product yeah. for you to just literally be thrown away. Yep, yep. Like, that's such a waste of resources. So you can see why traditional farming doesn't really hmm. cut the mustard anymore, and why CSA farming might actually help because you're basically being given you, you you're given what you're given. Yep. Basically, and you and it's wholesome products. So therefore, um, the consumer being able to get straight from the farmer cuts out the middleman, cuts out that dictation and therefore reduces dramatically on food waste.
1: Mm, mm. So,
0: what's produced is then divided up into the boxes and then goes to the consumer. Right. Then it's up to the consumer whether they eat it or not. They have that choice then. It's not the supermarket dictating what they can and can't eat.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. So,
0: that essentially gives... Cutting out that middleman means you it has an economical impact because... You say the consumer is saving money because the farmer, um, you know, there's no markup on the farmer's price with a third party involved. Mm-hmm. But then the farmer can increase their prices so the farmer can make more money. So basically, by cutting out the middleman, the farmer can increase their prices and then the consumer is looking at it like, oh, that's cheaper than the supermarket's prices. So... Yeah. Because you're basically dividing the supermarkets,
1: um, yeah, profit margin cut in yeah. half.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it's it's really good in that in that sense. Hmm. Um, but that gives the farmer more money and more time to invest into the products that they're producing. So you're then left with healthier products, hmm. and that's through methods of like permaculture or or organic farming. Um, So at the end of the day, everyone's winning.
1: Mm. Yeah, right. Right? Cut out the middleman. It's as simple as that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So the sustainability points towards CSA farming is there's better farming methods that don't hurt the earth,
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: less transport or energy used through transport and food storage, such as refrigeration and all of that. Um, Freezing avocados, for instance, Mm. there's none of that. Um, and you're eating seasonally, you're eating things that are growing at that time of year, which is apparently better for your body to eat seasonally. I don't have any research to back that up, but I've heard that from the grapevine.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Just the seasonal Um, aspect of it, like how that works. It must be some sort of like circadian rhythm of the body knowing what time of year it is. But yeah, if anyone wants to sort of call us up on this and and uh provide some research on this we'd, we'd love to know about this
0: yeah because we are literally just <laughs> spinning chips right now we have no idea what we're, ta- no idea. What we're talking about <laughs> um yeah okay so the things that the csa farming is not perfect though because we come back to that land required to produce the food mm. so that's the that's the I suppose the sustainability points against it is that you still need to have a two-dimensional plane of land to be able to produce this food. Yes, through um, like permacultural methods, you're producing less overall because your production value is a lot higher, Um, but at the same time, you're still working, operating off that two-dimensional plane. Yeah, right. So, that's where we get to our second method of farming.
1: The uh, the alternative. Yeah,
0: okay. method. Mm, The alternative to this. And that is high-tech farming.
1: High-tech farming. So, that's
0: high-tech farming. Ooh, high-tech farming.
1: This sounds juicy. juicy. Juicy like that watermelon it's, that's produced by the high-tech farming. Yeah. <laughs> yep, damn right. So, tell me about <laughs> high-tech farming. What is the... <laughs>
0: So high-tech farming's uh, has been derived mainly to solve the land two-dimensional plane issue. So the land required to plant food, basically to grow your food, is solved through vertical farming. Cool. And vertical farming needs to operate in very specific conditions to work. So you need technology to be to influence everything, yeah. hence making it high-tech for the food to grow. Right. So, yeah, so essentially with vertical farming, you're getting... which then gives you the optimal conditions to be able to grow that specific type of plant um, because you can control everything from the amount of water that's going in to the nutrients to the even the light colour that you know that this particular plant grows under a specific light colour, then you wow. can change that light colour to help that plant yeah, grow. Right. And using all these things, you can alter things like the time it takes to grow, even all the way down to the flavour of the product as well.
1: So, you're literally Serious? controlling so through nature. those environmental controls, you can like basically modify the outcome of that of that crop. You're not just relying on, like, the natural aspects, like, of growing it outside. Yeah. So, you're actually literally... Yeah, this is kind of like taking that cosmetic idea of, like, perfect crops, but it's actually doing it in a way that's intended. That's right. You know? It's... I wouldn't say... Um,
0: I would say it's more controlling. It's controlling. So, it's not altering. It's just controlling. So, you... you yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you can't make a lettuce taste like a potato, but you can make a lettuce taste. Oh, damn it. Oh, yeah, I know. Sorry, bro. (laughs) But you can, you know, you can make that lettuce taste damn good, you know.
1: Yeah, Um, or less like the best lettuce that you've ever tasted. Damn
0: right. Yes, that's right. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, so. Right, okay. So
0: with this, um, it has really great environmental uh, offsets, which is it uses 95% less water. For example okay because you're controlling yep. the amount of water that's you're not just dumping a whole heap of water hoping that some of it gets sucked up you're literally yep. controlling you know the amount of water that plant is consuming
1: mm. right down to like the drop
0: yeah yeah right. damn right it to the particle even you know
1: yeah um, yeah right
0: so then you can uh with it being vertical you can inadvertently Increase your land size. Oh, sorry, directly, inadvertently. That's like the opposite of what I'm trying (laughs) to say. You can directly affect the land size um, and you can increase this by 320 times. So if you've got a meter... What do
1: you you mean by that?
0: So if you've got a meter square, okay, of land size, you can produce 320 meters squared of product.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. And is that, but is that like a, because I'd imagine like that third dimension, as you're, as you are saying, like, you know, typical ad- agricultural farming, um, works on that two dimensional plane. So that's limited to, you know, the amount of area taken. So now, now we're talking, taking into account like, a um, the third, you know, Z axis. That's right. Now it's like, you know, one meter squared of area. Does that become not infinite? Because that's you know unreasonable to say that, but you know because you can you can't build into space and keep yeah. vertical farming, right? Yeah, you need to work within these conditions. But is that 320 meters squared to a point of like sustainable growth?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm guessing so. Yeah, that it's that it's yeah. to a point of where you know the amount of consumption of energy you're using to then grow those products. Yeah, I think would be. Um, and the amount of like structure involved in the yeah exactly in
1: the actual framework yeah there'd be a lot of factors
0: I would say there'd be a lot of factors in that number but yeah I don't know (laughs) sorry (laughs) Um, okay so uh, uh, and then um, time management comes into it too so traditional farming you sow your crop you hope to dear god the uh, environmental conditions are Perfect. The crop gods. Yeah, the crop gods. You parade to those crop (laughs) gods. Crop gods, bless you with a good yield. Yeah, and and then let it not rain when I don't want it to rain.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: Yeah, but uh, so then obviously that takes time and then you have to uh, harvest. And then after you've harvested, you have to put the nutrients and everything back into and the moisture content back into the soil. And sometimes you have to rest the paddock. As well so the paddock has to naturally start just recouping with mm-hmm. uh this high-tech farming you don't have to do any of that you literally just plant right and then you sow and then you plant straight away again so you're eliminating that that uh rest time essentially so you're creating mm. creating efficiency there but because you're creating the optimal environment for that specific plant to grow it's going to grow the fastest it can possibly grow and studies have shown that that can that can actually reduce growing time by half
1: right right so you get you get your lettuce sooner than sooner than later yeah because because it is in that controlled environment and yeah it's in it it's it's like it's in its most optimal growing conditions it's not like relying on rain to come through that's right praying to those praying to those farm gods and praying to those crop gods is like um a matter of chance right whereas like we like the vertical farmers and humans in particular are are in control of that that outcome Mm.
0: yeah that's right yeah okay yeah yeah so that's the benefit of of that controlled environment so obviously it's a a bit controversial uh because it's Taking away from the natural process. Uh, what are your thoughts mm. on that?
1: Yeah, I, I'm. My first sort of question would be kind of like, what's the downside? It seems like too mm, good to be yeah. true. <laughs> it's like, yeah, why aren't we doing this on a mass scale now? Like, why aren't we all just sort of, you know, making this happen right now? Yeah. And I'd, I'd assume that there are, you know, companies around the world that are investing in this kind of tech.
0: Oh, there are. Um, There's heaps. Uh, Elon Musk's brother is one of them. He's Yeah, right. Yeah, right. he's like... He's doing... Um, he's investing in this big time because they're, he's essentially also saying this is how we're going to grow food on Mars too. So, that's a whole other thing. But... Um, Look <laughs> at the family plan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, they're going to have a monopoly on Mars. But anyway, they... Um, there's massive money being poured into it at the moment. Uh, I suppose a lot of the uh, a lot of the againsts would be probably cultural and also um, the way our society is structured. So we mm. uh, obviously have a dependency on jobs. If you can imagine um, farming going, that's no farmers in rural communities. What's a rural community? Then, yeah,
1: you know, yeah. I suppose it's like it's it's creating another problem of if we're relocating our farms to dense cities, mm. um, yeah. What 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 happens to the livelihoods of of those farmers out in out in uh, rural communities? Yeah,
0: um, but not all hope is so suppose, lost on that um yeah. on that front because, like I brought up last week in your episode, um. Is dependency on resources, and mm. if you put the vertical farming is great, but uh, and yes, it uses a lot, a lot less stuff to produce the same products, but you're still creating a lot of food in that one area. So therefore, you're more dependent. If it was to be grown in cities, for instance, a really highly populated city, and that city was to produce all its food in that one zone, um, that's a lot of strain on the on you know the resources there power water you know right right so, so
1: yeah it's also taking into, into consideration like the um yeah the natu- like the how it's how it's powered mm. um all the natural resources that it's going to be consuming in that in that local environment um but yeah. i'd be interested to know like what yeah just some more like statistics around that because you know I just spitballing off the cuff it's sort of saying like we're creating um, cities to be self-sufficient now so therefore we're taking out that need for um, import export um, logistics and stuff so we don't we don't need to buy an avocado from you know um, halfway across the world yeah we can just yeah. you know create it in this artificial, um environment mm. in a in a skyrise that's just been like retrofitted for this for this purpose yeah yeah um, so I'd imagine that would be like disrupting a lot of like global economies at the same time,
0: yeah perhaps yeah, um, I'd be really interested to know that information as well if anybody has anything to say on that that'd be fantastic
1: yeah, because right now i'm like what's running through my mind is like literally why aren't we doing this right now like drop everything yeah yeah (laughs) we could solve you know so many problems with this
0: yeah everyone Um, quit their jobs and just start becoming vertical farmers (laughs) because that is where the money is. everyone is is a farmer (laughs) everyone (laughs) Everyone is a farmer now. food is in abundance (laughs) if
1: if there's one thing that we've learned from this episode is that everyone is a farmer now yeah yeah exactly yeah (laughs) no but that it's really exciting and like i'm I'm really excited to watch that space of, um, of where this goes. Oh yeah. Because I definitely it seems revolutionary. And, um, if yeah. we've got the, you know, resources and the technology available to us, it seems like it goes hand in hand and it's just sort of like, it fixes that problem. Mm. Like it's one of the biggest, like, if not one of the biggest problems, um, in the world today. Yeah, that's right. Famine is the food, food scarcity. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, we need to feed the world,
0: and it's not it's and, not a um, new if- um it's not a new problem. We've always had famine around, especially with our growing population. Um, a yeah. lot of third world countries suffer from famine, and uh, you know if we chuck on an extra what two point three billion people, that's an extra two point three billion people in famine because we can't we can't we can't um, sustain food growth for our current population let alone Mm. so there needs to be a solution there
1: um i just i'm just sort of like as a thought thought experiment like i'm very concerned of you know if we do solve that problem of um food scarcity then what does that do to the population strain um with the reduced like with food being so readily available now will that population growth just you know one hundred X, a yeah. thousand X, you know, yeah, that's a because term. of that, um, that solution, like, and then mm. what problems does that create in the future? Yeah. You know, that's because really of that. It's like, it's mm. sort of like one, one solution leading to another problem. It's like, Oh man, like you yeah. think you've, you think you've won the battle, but it's just, it creates these, um, these new, um, offsets yeah. Seemingly, seemingly unrelated, but then when you do the research, it's like, oh, actually, that solution that we did back in, you know, that solution of agriculture that we had back in the um, pre-industrial area, mm. you know, it actually, <laughs> it actually caused a lot of problems nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. I, wonder, I wonder how that's actually going to roll out in the future. And, yeah, when, um, with a solution you know, as comes technology gets Yeah. yeah. You know, as technology gets more advanced, you know, are these problems going to get even more complex? I mean, yeah. it's sure going to leave us with plenty to do in, yeah. the, in the future. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, there'll be jobs created around it. So that's fine. That's fine. That's right. <laughs> Problem yeah. solvers. Um, that's right. No, but then, then you've got to think of two, just spitball. And, uh, you've got to think of natural resources. We'll still be dependent on natural resources. So food, right. food say we've managed to control that and play God with that uh let's say that we now live in a society where we can do that we still only have x amount of water we still only have you know x amount of hours in the day to produce Hmm. energy through sunlight so maybe maybe the the shift of maybe the shift of what we we become restricted by just moves or becomes
1: more prevalent okay Hmm. what we're what we're restricted by what do you mean by that
0: yeah, well, the other constraints we have in society, maybe that's what then dictates our population growth again. So, like I uh, like I mentioned, yeah. like water. Um, you know, we we. Oh, sorry, everybody. I have my dog in my in the study at the moment. She just shook her head. <laughs> <laughs> She's also on the podcast, aren't you, pipa? Yes, it's a good pair. No, don't come yourself. over here. Don't come over here. You'll knock the desk. Um. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, fair point. Um, yeah. I'm just I'm just very curious and um, about where it, where it all leads. And um, I suppose that's that's kind of like the aspirations to become like multiplanetary species, you know, so we can um, prolong human life mm. if if one planet fails. And then, <laughs> no, that <yeah>. seems very <laughs> dim and gloom but you have to look at it very black and white if you yeah. think like that yeah um and then that's
0: when we you know, um, move to mars and are dominated by the musks
1: yeah <laughs> president
0: <laughs> a and president b president <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but that's not to say that um you know um that we can't you know, creatively fix these problems on the planet that we have. It's like, you know, that's why, um, you know, that's why these problems are presented to us because, you know, they're meant to be, um, we've created them in the first place. And then we're going to like clean up what we've, what we've actually done. That seems so, to be an
0: ongoing theme this season is we, we just, yeah we create a problem. Then we learn from it. We go, Ooh, shit, we should not have done that. Yeah. And then we, then yeah. we think how oh, it's, Maybe we'll do it this way instead, which is we're learning. It's fine. We're learning. But as long as we learn <laughs> and actually do something about it and not learn and then just ignore it, then, you know,
1: we'll be yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. We'll be fine.
0: Um, you mentioned before... Yeah, as long just, as there's no ignorance. Yeah, that's it. You mentioned before about um, meat growing, so meat farming per se. So mm-hmm. we're all aware of traditional meat farming. Um, we don't need to touch on that, but uh basically there's some innovations coming in with meat farming and um two mainly oh, stop touching the desk sorry sorry <laughs> she wants her dinner she wants her meat don't you good girl <laughs> um so good segue yeah <laughs> uh, um Pippa's just a prop now no the there's plant-based meat production where you can create we already see it on the supermarket shelves but there's a little bit investing going into that and same with test tube meat production but um steve jobs is actually no who's a microsoft guy
1: um bill gates
0: bill gates steve jobs bill gates uh bill gates is investing in the um the plant based meat production as well so that's that's an area to watch as well just FYI, Mm. everybody and also um You were talking just before about us fixing our mistakes, but I I think that we, as people as well, seem to find we adapt well. We really adapt quite easily. And when we're Mm. given a problem, we generally, as a collective, find a solution. And from this problem of growing food uh, and how we do it in the future... um, there's some really cool innovative solutions coming out that are just current, Just using our current um, societal structure. And that's, say, Japan, for instance. In their office buildings, they're growing full-on crops. They're growing, like, rice paddies and, um, like, beans. You know how you have plants in office buildings where they just made all their plants edible? And that, in turn, actually feeds all their staff for lunch. Like, they full-on grow pumpkins awesome. in the office and stuff. Super cool
1: that's uh, so cool
0: yeah so that stuff's coming out of Japan and then you've got even locally here uh, Nathan where we're based in Brisbane you've got Brisbane City Council um, they're doing uh, uh, something with their nature strips basically people who live in that street or whatever can, you can grow food on the nature strip if you want to or oh, in their wow. council based gardens you can grow food in the council based garden beds You can you can plant oh that's food. excellent Yeah. So it's just little innovations like that, um, that don't really require anything. It's just, Hey, let's think about, let's implement this now and do it. So, Mm. I mean, you think about the Brisbane city council to do that. It wouldn't have cost them anything to do that. It's just basically they say, Oh, FYI, everybody, you can do this now. And then people are, you know, local cafes, um, that I've seen are doing that. They're planting food in the in the council garden beds and actually utilizing that space. So it's really, really good.
1: Mm, That's fascinating. It really, um, yeah, it really sort of touches base on the point of, um, you know, we've, we've discovered this like huge agricultural, um, phenomenon and then, you know, globalization happened and, you know, we could send, you know, veggies over the, over over the, you know, ocean and to another Mm -hmm. country. And then, it sounds like we've realized, oh, that's not actually sustainable. Maybe we should just like return back to local farming, like local yeah. agriculture. Like, you know, that seemed to have worked before yeah. all this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. <laughs> just, it's like we're just backflipped and gone, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but maybe
1: we had to go through that to sort of like...
0: Hey, you know, We do. That's yeah.
1: Realize the think- mistake. Oh, okay, that doesn't actually work.
0: I like to think of human human society today as like a toddler. We're in the learning stage. We're just like, oh, that's mm. hot. Oh, that's cold. Oh, I shouldn't do that. You know? <laughs> We're learning what these that's things are. That's such a great analogy. <laughs> and we will get there with patience, but also guidance yeah. uh, from each other.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And no, that is, like, that is like a very, I suppose you know, as, as, um, kind of, a, I don't know, simplistic as that analogy was that we are like in a, in a very, uh, infant stage. Like I totally agree. Um, yeah. I think it's just a matter of, yeah, we're just slowly waking up. We're slowly becoming more aware and, um, and, um, of, of our own, um, kind of like actions and outcomes. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we're, we're we're not egocentric anymore. We're not thinking just of ourselves. We're thinking globally now. Like we've experienced globalization. Yeah, we've thrown our knot in with it, with like everything to do with that. We've realized um, that's not sustainable for the, the whole. What we can do is more, um, you know, focus on ourselves and focus on our local communities and taking care of that, that actually helps the whole instead of, you know, just thinking about, you know, how do we boost everyone?
0: Yeah. Yeah. One hundred. Absolutely. All right. Well that uh that's a wrap.
1: A sustainably great wrap. Lettuce wrap. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh dang No, that was really interesting. Thanks for uh thanks for sharing that. That's um i'm sure that um, everyone has well I, at least i've got a you know definitely got a um, uh, insight from that yeah, I'm, good. um well aware well aware of um, uh, Vertical farming and the benefits that come with that, and and also CSA.
0: Yeah, I won't, I'm um, not going to be surprised if you don't put all your money into vertical farming after this. Because
1: <laughs> look, <laughs> the I way you were talking about, <laughs> 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 I'm converting this room into a <laughs> vertical farm. <right? laughs>
0: oh, dang!
1: No, that's that's awesome, brother.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, look, um, my my main mission is just to get the conversation happening and that's that's what we're trying to yep. do so if anyone anyone has any input on this topic um or if i've completely misconstrued you and this is what i've said is all wrong please let us know please let us
1: know mm.
0: let us know on our socials let's continue the conversation to make people aware um yep you know it's just good to talk about these things because they're they're happening they're happening now so they're
1: happening you know, now yeah and the main thing we can do is is talk it out um, yeah. with conscious conversation, and um, yeah, really explore, you know, how to fix these problems and uh, find the solutions that will ultimately inevitably lead to another problem. But hey, so you concluded. Look, real talk. Real talk. <laughs> real
0: talk. Let's just be. Let's just be black and white. Um, <laughs> That's it. No shades of gray here. But yeah, everybody, uh, if you haven't liked us on our socials, um, jump in the description. You'll be able to find some links. And uh, yeah, peace out. Awesome. Have a good day. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this episode. We hope you've enjoyed this chat. Please feel free to join the discussion by finding us on social media. Here, we really encourage our listeners to get involved and extend the conversation. If there's a topic that you'd like us to talk about, drop us a line. From the Habba Chatters, have a good day.